0: everyone and welcome to Let's Get Sandy. As always, I'm super excited that you're here. So I recorded this episode with Casey about three weeks ago and at the time I did not record my intro and outro. So I am now in Colorado for the holidays and I do not have my microphone. So I am recording this intro via my computer audio. So if it sounds a little different than the episode, my apologies. At least we're getting the content out. So there are a couple of reasons why I wanted Casey on this podcast. One being that she has amazing energy. She's always striving to be the best version of herself and she leads with her heart. And I love that about her. I also wanted to talk to her about her college decisions, her decision to switch universities during her undergraduate and kind of how that shaped who she is today. I also wanted to talk to her about her internships while being a full time student athlete and how those internships in college and post college had helped her realize her love for sports beyond being an athlete. Ultimately, she loves storytelling. And with all these experiences, she wants to best communicate an athlete's story to the rest of the world. So, that is just a little sneak peek of what this episode is about. We talk about a lot of things and I hope that you take something away from this or enjoy the energy and Casey's super inspiring. So with that, I hope you enjoy the episode and without further ado, here's Casey Schmidt. So there's a couple of things with Casey that I, that I loved. Um, Casey was in an article with the locker room talk, which Casey, can you highlight what the locker room talk is and what they're aiming to do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's a former swimmer from the university of Michigan who started it. Her name's Jen Wagley. She is just an absolute Phenomenal person. I'm going to shameless plug her right now and just tell you to go check her out. Nice. Um, But he started a channel to kind of highlight stories of athletes during their college experience and then after. And I think something that isn't really touched on is really the aftermath of what you go through and how your life changes once you're done with collegiate athletics. So definitely a cool platform and definitely along the lines of um, what you're trying to do with this podcast for sure.
0: So Jen was talking about your reflection on um, your sources of inspiration and you said, just send it. You're not going to catch every wave and conditions won't always be perfect. Just stay out there. And as a surfer, you, I mean, you're a huge surfer, so you completely relate to that. But when it comes to life, jobs, opportunities, experiences, that quote is everything.
1: (laughs) Yes, I definitely agree with you there.
0: Did that quote branch from surfing for you mostly, or was it more the job life opportunity side
1: you know I'd say it's a little bit of both because Jen I was and I will say I'll preface this by saying Jen was like putting me in a very poetic like speech pattern that morning she was like vibing with me we were both English majors so we just got each other immediately yeah um but yeah I would say that metaphor is very consistent with both like your life choices as well as your career choices you really have to be watching to see what's out there and making strategic decisions along the way to see what paths you're going to pursue and what you're going to avoid. And ultimately it's about understanding what's out there and seeing how you can get the best ride possible from it.
0: hundred percent. I completely agree with you. Going a little bit in chronological order, (laughs) you chose to study at UVA. So what was that decision like as an 18 year old were you confident in that decision or was it kind of like a, I'm just gonna just go. Cause I want to swim for them and that kind of thing.
1: Very much the latter. I think that you go when you're 17, 18 years old, you don't really know what you want out of your exactly. college experience. You only know what people are telling you. And then you're just like, Oh, okay, this is what I have to do. It was a bunch of right. in that decision. Yep. It wasn't really, I want to, it was more so this school is really good at swimming. This school is very well accredited for academics and yes, getting a great very well. scholarship. The team seems really good. Mm-hmm. All of the all of the kind of pillars upon which you make a decision were aligned for me. And when I made that decision to go swim at UVA, it was more so about looking good on paper. And again, that's something that I, we can talk about for sure. For sure,
0: for sure. You're a balance of both to me. Like, you know how to send it and take opportunities, but you also have a beautiful resume. Obviously that's important because you want to keep getting these opportunities that keep you growing, 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 but you have a balance of being happy at the same time. You're not miserable doing these things. You're picking things that make you happy, but you're also building a resume at the same time. So you're strategically working with both.
1: Absolutely. And I think like that kind of exactly what you just said it's really all about like putting yourself in an environment and in experiences that are going to ultimately make you happy because when you are happier you're going to be a more effective employee you're going to be a more effective friend you're going to be a more effective colleague student the list goes on you know but if you can set yourself up well enough for success then ultimately career goals resume grades school accomplishments that'll all follow
0: you were at UVA for two years. I was at UVA for a year and a half. Okay. And you realized, I mean, you can talk, I won't talk for you, but you realized you weren't happy and you made a huge change because you're a sender. So tell us about that.
1: (laughs) For sure. So when I was, um, so just preface, I was at UVA and I made the decision about a year and a half in to transfer to the university of Hawaii and swim there. And On paper, it looks very weird. Like you just don't see people moving from a top school academically and yep. athletically to yep. the University of Hawaii because it's just out there. Um for, sure. but for me, I would say it was more so about like really learning those first that first year and a half, what experience I wanted out of college and what experience I wanted both academically, socially, and athletically. And I just realized like, some point, at some point in the summer and fall that this just wasn't the right place for me. I loved the people. I thought that there were so many people who loved where they were, but I couldn't identify with that. It just wasn't easy for me to see myself going through and being happy for four years there. So it was a really bold move looking back yeah. for like, a 19-year-old to just be like, I'm going to move to Hawaii. And the fact that my parents were so cool with it is another whole story because yeah. you, like you don't just see that from no. young kids.
0: It's okay to do that. It's not some drastic you're failing. Cause you're leaving. Like you might've thought that when you were 19 and you were probably like, I just have to do it. Cause that's your personality, but people are scared to do that. Like it's just, it's hard. I mean, especially across the country, that's insane.
1: Yeah. I mean, not to get super meta on this, but I think a lot of people have this preconceived notion of what's right and what's wrong when making big life-altering decisions like that. Absolutely. And you really have to just take a moment to step out of yourself and be like, this may be what's right or wrong for most of the population, but I need to look at what's right and wrong for me.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you have to think, okay, am I happy? Am I accomplishing what I want? All the bullet points. And then you realize, okay, no, this isn't for me. I'm going to leave.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it is scary. You know, like you build this friend group and you bond with these people for a year and a half. And you're like, these are my forever friends. And there's some people at UVA who I still frequently contact. And I love, I loved the team. It was so hard for me to walk away from that awesome family.
0: Can't even imagine that. What touching on that, what was that like leaving that kind of family, removing yourself from that and joining a whole new team?
1: It was like, again, a very, very much like, um, an arc of emotions, I would say. Like you start extremely sad and you're just kind of bummed that you have to tell all of these people. Like, I'm oh, I'm so I nervous. It. Yeah, and it was, it's terrifying, you know? Like you have people who have, you've bonded with, who have helped you grow, who have really pushed you to be the best version of yourself. And you're just yes. kind of like, look, I'm not happy here. Like this isn't a you problem, this is a me problem. And I need to make a change to fix this.
0: Which is so, so awesome that you realize that. So yeah. important yes very important <laughs> like my life has drastically changed for the better and i thank god that i did that oh my
1: gosh like the amount of great things that happened to me not even just when i first got to hawaii but then like after like all of the amazing people i met aka you um you. all the great <laughs> all the great stories i get to tell um and just the experiences that kind of shaped me as an individual, as a friend, as a girlfriend, as um, an employee, everything.
0: It's just amazing. athlete, yeah. Yeah. Do you think a huge, I mean, back to your parents and that decision, your mom was in the surf culture, is in the surf culture in Hawaii. She was a sponsored surfer, super badass, um, is now picking up skateboarding, which is so awesome. I see her stuff and I'm like, you are so cool.
1: She's way, she's a thousand times cooler than me. Like interview her on this podcast. She will get you, she will get listeners a thousand.
0: um, Oh my god, I should totally do that. That would be so fun. Or have like both of you. (laughs) Oh, that would be just too too good. So you obviously grew up surfing in St. Augustine, Florida. Yes. Since you were what crawling?
1: Essentially, yes. (laughs) Like I think surfing and swimming went hand in hand.
0: movements and just being in the water and loving the water
1: of course and that's integral to who you are you know like the things that you love and like the place where you're the happiest like you need to hold on to that if you already know what that is like i think for me identifying that i was really really happy when i was surfing and when i was in the water with people that was a way for me to translate okay I'm going to be happy if I'm out in Hawaii because I'm going to get to do this activity in my free time. And that's just going to, that's just going to make me over the moon. I mean, like obviously living in Hawaii is cool enough. Even if you don't serve, <laughs> like <laughs> it's amazing. It's funny because people all
0: the time, oh, you went to school in Hawaii. Did you like go to school? I'm like, yes, I was a student athlete. I swam 26 hours a week. and
1: <laughs> People ask me that all the time. I'm like, how do you think I'm employed? And I went to grad yeah. school. Yes, I went to school. <laughs>
0: How do you think I'm getting a degree right now? So then you sent us to Hawaii, which I'm so happy about because we're great friends. And that was just an awesome time in our lives. I'm hugging um,
1: you through Zoom right
0: now. Hugging you through the Zoom. This is our yeah. life right now, literally through Zoom. Literally. Um, I wish I could actually be in a room with you. That would be so awesome. English major in economics. Those are pretty like... <laughs> explain go into depth a little bit about those majors
1: oh god okay so those majors (laughs) that like that just weaving that story together for my graduate school application essay to get into a marketing graduate degree was just a whole nother can of work.
0: yes made it happen I love it
1: exactly and with English again like I think I really I stress the value of telling a great story And I stress the value of really understanding your audience and being able to communicate with them in a way that's effective. So when I was in undergrad, I studied English composition and rhetoric. So I looked a lot at kind of rhetorical devices, like how people are crafting speeches, how you can communicate with specific audiences. And then just, of course, like a lot of theory, a lot of writing, a lot of editing, editing, et cetera. And then I also studied economics. And in that space, I was really looking at um, like strategy and decision-making. So I was taking classes in game theory and microeconomics and looking at like kind of the psychology of consumers and of companies at large.
0: This is another thing that I love about you. And not everybody does because they don't think they have time to do it as a student athlete. You had internships as a student athlete, swimming and working out multiple hours a week while getting an undergraduate degree. So tell us why you did that and why it helped you get to where you are right now.
1: Oh, I, a thousand percent, like, again, like, I think that a lot of, um, me going after internships was just me finding things that I was interested in. Like, I think it all kind of stemmed from this love for writing and this love for creating articles and posting them and just having these kind of miniature stories to whether it's encapsulating news or thoughts or opinions. That was just something I loved. I loved telling stories. And I pursued an opportunity with the inertia to do that. And it was like, I think a lot of people think I just kind of like approached them and got it. That's not how it went. Like, I. No, probably emailed them 11 times before they actually like responded. And I'm totally upfront about that. Like, I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, the inertia, that seems like a pretty easy job to get. Like they didn't pay or anything. I'm like, oh no, no. I had to like hammer them and just say, I'm passionate about your brand. I want to write for you. I will take feedback. I will do anything you want me to do. Just give me this opportunity. And that persistence is really something that I just stuck with me.
0: Like throughout my are. You're not oh, giving totally. up. You don't give yeah. up. If you stay out there and you keep going, something good's going to come, which I yes. like. Yes. And for those who don't know, the inertia is like the voice of surfing and outdoors. So they write articles about surf culture, outdoors, and all that good stuff.
1: Yes. Another oh. shameless plug.
0: <laughs> surfing, 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 surfing. Were you doing that internship in the summer or was that during the it wasn't during season, was it?
1: Oh, yeah, it was. So this is- Oh, um- my God. <laughs> That was really the year where I started to just be like, how much can I do right now? Like, what can I do that's really interesting? And I think my problem was, I just didn't want to say no, because everything coming at me at that point in time was just awesome. I mean, so, yeah. So I went after, I did this internship with the inertia. I started in February writing for them and I was kind of writing on like a slower pace. And then once school got out, they wanted me to start generating like a piece a week. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. That sounds awesome. I'd love to do that. an editor like I will say I'm a heavy editor so I write something it's not great but I'm a great editor and I will beat it into submission until it looks amazing and I'm ready to share it with the world
0: perfectionist I love it
1: a little bit but um when I got that opportunity with the inertia at the same time I had this opportunity to go work in the communications department in an internship with a hockey team and it was an NHL team in the Florida Panthers, not the, not the lightning. It would be really cool if it was the lightning, but it was the Panthers. I love their organization. It's a I think foot in the awesome. door. Exactly. And I wanted to get into sports. I was like, how do I get into professional sports? Cause that's where I want to be. I want to understand it. I want to learn it. I want to be in sports marketing. I love sports and being competitive and working in teams too much not to do that in my professional life. Yeah. And I feel, I think you feel the same way.
0: Totally. We both work in sports, yeah. which is awesome. That culture and that just being around student athletes and the excitement of winning, losing, going through the emotions that way is so awesome. And it's fun to see the progression of student athletes. I was there once, I get it. Like I understand your stress.
1: Oh, I felt the same way. I was, um, when I was a GA at Northwestern, I felt the same way watching those student athletes. At the amount of respect I have for them with how far school and practices, I was just like, you guys blow me away, inspire me daily, like keep doing what you're doing. I also worked for the Florida Panthers um hockey team. Um, and I was in person for that. So I was working. During the week, um, I would work just like a traditional hours, like kind of nine, 10 to five usually. And then mm-hmm. I would, um, go home and I'd write articles for so my other awesome. job, but Dude, very, very different too. It was really cool to see both sides of like the sports spectrum being a more like outdoors and kind of like cool adventure sports, but then also like a very organized professional sports team.
0: After that, you decided you wanted to work in sports for sure. Oh, did you know that from a young age or did you just figure that out in college?
1: I think I figured it out in college because yeah. I loved it so much and I yeah. saw opportunities for mm-hmm. improvement in it. And I think yep. again, a lot of it stems from loving telling, loving storytelling and figuring out how to best communicate a team, an athlete story to the rest of the world and yeah. find a way to resonate with an audience. Like if you can create a community from something then I feel like your job, your career is really worthwhile. And that's ultimately what sports does.
0: That's awesome. And I feel like every athlete's experience is unique. Like yes. everybody thinks that every athlete is the same and they live the same life and they do the same thing. And it's, it's crazy. Like even on the team I work with, like every athlete is completely different. They are, oh, yeah. none of them are the same and they all come from different backgrounds and it's so fun to watch. What made you want to go to grad school?
1: I don't, I don't share this a lot, but um, this does kind of complicate the story. So when I was, I interned for the Dolphins after I graduated from University of Hawaii and I worked at, well, the Miami Dolphins football team. um, And it was an awesome experience. It was kind of the thing that made me realize I really wanted to work in football. Um, And I was nearing the end of that internship and we had an opening in our marketing department. And I had this very frank conversation with somebody from HR and they were like, well, you know, like if you weren't going to grad school, you could stay and you could work for us. And it was kind of this like really interesting moment where I was like, do I really want to do this? Like, do I want to commit to grad school? The down payment was in, I had a job, I had a scholarship and it was really just like, like kind of an inflection point where I was just like, do I just want to like play it safe? Or do I, again, want to send it and take this risk knowing, I don't know what, December of 2020 is going to look like. And obviously I could not have been prepared for this, but yeah, (laughs) it was um, totally, but yeah, it was definitely, um, kind of just, again, like I was really curious and I knew I wanted to learn more about Mark communications and marketing and become a better marketer in the process. And I wasn't willing to limit myself to, just kind of pursuing one path and taking a stable route. I really wanted to expand my horizons and just learn more about what exactly I wanted to do rather than just like committing to something early on, knowing I could learn more.
0: Yep, yep. They wanted to keep you around. And in that moment, you're probably like, yeah, this is an awesome opportunity. But it's almost like you said to yourself, like, I'm not ready for it because I want to keep getting better and better. Yeah, and then- the best version of myself for a job like this. I feel
1: exactly. And even at that point, I was kind of like, okay, like I could start and I could still be like a good employee, but I figured if I went to grad school, I could come back and be a great employee. And that was really what drove me to go back to grad school.
0: I mean, me, especially, I would look at that and say, well, this is an awesome job opportunity. I have to take it. And I wouldn't have dug deeper into that thinking, well, maybe I should wait and more will come later and I can work more on myself first. So that's, yeah. that's super awesome. You just got a job <laughs> with the NFL. I did. So tell us about that. Cause I have no idea either. You you mentioned it a week ago and I'm so excited for you. Congrats. That's awesome.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. So it's very new. Um, again, I started last Monday and I'm working for the NFL's media headquarters out in LA. And I am working as a club media strategy and analytics coordinator. So my job essentially is to work with all 32 of the teams and correspond with their digital media and their marketing departments and help them make better decisions um, to effectively run their business and also produce better media and have better reporting. So it's it's a really cool kind of cross-functional role. I would say.
0: Yeah. Cause you're doing a little bit of both. You're doing a little bit of the marketing side, analytics side and writing side.
1: Yes. It's, I would say the coolest part of it is there's this very small consulting piece to it where you're getting to interact with teams um, and kind of build this base of knowledge about best practices and kind of understand who's doing really well in certain areas and then share that with teams who want to perform better. So it's a really cool kind of relational aspect of the job as well that I I didn't really realize until I started.
0: Which is what you want because you love being involved and knowing the teams. So that's oh for sure. Right up your alley. That's amazing. <laughs> this has been awesome. Is there anything you want to tell the senders before you leave?
1: Oh my gosh. Um just You're keep sending screen. it, honestly. Like keep on, this is a really weird time in the world right now. And nobody really has all of the answers. Um, You're not supposed to, but put your feelers out, put yourself out there for everything and just keep on waiting for the experience that is meaningful to you. You know, don't close yourself off to anything. Don't step away from anything. Just put yourself out there, be persistent and recognize that even though this is a tough job market and it's a just tough way to live right now you can start something and you can do something that's going to make you a better person in the long term and just be a fulfilling aspect whether it's spiritually emotionally um intellectually you can do something important right now like you i mean you're starting this podcast that's amazing thank you
0: thank you yeah it's a it's a wonderful time for creativity I will say that. Yeah. It's a great time to reflect on who you are and what you love. And just like you said, just getting down to the root of it and trying to be the best version of yourself.
1: Yes. And I think it's a, it's a constant struggle because I feel like in this, like in these times, like it's really important, obviously like understand like what you want and What's important to you, and good things will follow if you plan around that. Like, don't ever think that somebody else can tell you what you should or should not do 100%. with your life. God! When I was interviewing for this job with the NFL, they fully asked me about like surfing and things that I didn't even know they were going to talk about. So they asked me about Hawaii and what my experience was like out there, and surfing and writing at the inertia. And I think having that other side, that kind of multidimensional personality and intellectual practices, that was something that really set me apart as a candidate. So do something different. Don't be afraid of it. It could serve you well in the long run.
0: Yep. Yeah. Multidimensional. I love it.
1: Yeah. Just be passionate about something, even if it's a weird thing.
0: through that. Awesome. Casey, thank you so much for coming on today and taking the time out of your busy schedule. So any
1: excuse to talk to Brooke Niffen for an hour in the, on a Wednesday morning is well worth my time.
0: Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to follow along with Casey, I have her Instagram handle in the bio. And if you go to her Instagram, the Locker Room Talk article that we discussed in the podcast is in the link in her, or is linked in, oh my God, (laughs) is linked in her Instagram bio. Wow. That was a lot of bios and links. Anyways, I hope everyone has an awesome and safe holiday season, and I'll see you next year. I've got some super awesome guests coming up as well. I'm really excited. I'm shifting the podcast a little bit in 2021. I'm still keeping careers as my main goal. However, I'm going to talk to people about careers, but also a little bit about current events. I'm going to try that out. I want to add a little more humor to the podcast to make it a little bit more entertaining. Of course, all the people I've already talked to have been amazing, and I love every single podcast. However, I want to add some humor and some, you know, spice into it. So get ready. It's going to be awesome. Again, happy holidays, be safe, and keep sending it. Oh,